we stand before you this morning. We know we are here by your grace. We are here by your message. Thank you for counting us among the living. Thank you for giving us the grace to see a new month. What a great God. We are not taking our living for granted. We acknowledge it is by your grace. It is by your message. Receive our thanksgiving. Receive our appreciation. From the deepest of our heart as a church, as a people, as individuals, we thank you, Heavenly Father. We know you have sustained us. You have given us the strength, the grace to be alive. If we can come to church today, if we can lift up our hands, if we can open our mouths, it is just by your grace and by your mercy. Thank you and thank you and thank you and thank you and thank you. We can't thank you enough. Blessed be your name forever. Blessed be your name forever. Thank you for your presence in the midst of your people. For the entrance of your word give us light. Understanding to the simple. Let your word have a free course. Let our life be blessed. Upgrade our lives today. Add to our lives. Take us higher and higher. Let your purposes and your plans for our life be fulfilled. Let your name be glorified through your word. We honor you this morning. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. 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 Can we give a big, big club of one? Let's see it. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you very much, choir. Please help me welcome the person next to you. I'm happy to you this morning. And tell us you are looking wonderful. You are looking very gorgeous. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a blessing to be in church. Hallelujah. Amen. And I want us to appreciate the Lord seriously for the grace to see a new month, the month of May. Are we not clapping and celebrating the Lord? Please, when you see a new week and especially a new month, don't take it for granted. It is just by the grace and by the mercy of God. Because many people have not been able to make it. It is just by the grace of God. Always acknowledge from the deepest of your heart, it is just by God that you are where you are. Yeah. If you can do anything, if you have anything, if you have life, you have strength, it is just by this man. And let us always acknowledge him from the deepest of your heart. And you continue to do more in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm sharing a message with you this month. It's a month of kinship. It's a month of what? It's a month of kinship. Let's go to the scriptures. Proverbs chapter number 31. And this month I'm going to share a lot with you. I don't think anybody should miss a service this month. Because Sorry, the things that God wants to bring on your way, you don't have to miss it. The words of Ken Lamwell, the prophecy that his mother taught him. What my son and what the son of my womb and what the son of my vows. Give not your strength unto women, nor your ways to that which destroys kings. As you move on, I'm not explaining this today. As you move on, you understand it much better so that you don't tag women as evil. Give not your strength to women, nor thy ways to that which destroys kings. So there are things that destroy kings. It is not for kings, O Lamuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes to drink fermented or strong drink lest they drink and forget the law 
and perverts the judgment of any of the afflicted. Now, Revelation 1, the verse 6, and has made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Can we all read it together? One to go. And has made us what? So who are you? Say, I am a king. Even if you're a woman, say, I am a king. And has made us kings. And my emphasis is on the king. So he has made us kings. And the reason I'm saying the men and the women, whether you're a woman, because in the kingdom, in the kingdom of God, there is no man or woman. So if you are a woman, God still sees you as a king. No, let me show it to you from the scripture. Go with me. To, I'll come back to the scripture. Galatians chapter number 3. 26 through 28. Please hurry up. Galatians chapter number. Okay, right. Now, for you are all the children of God by... You are all what? Children. The children of God. So in God, everybody is a child of God. For you are all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. Verse 28. There is neither Jew nor what? There is neither bond or free. There is neither male or... For you are all one in Christ. So there is no male, there is no female. So when God says you are a king, whether if you are a woman, you are still a king. Because there is no male... Because in the presence of God, God doesn't see you as a woman. God sees you as his child. I hope you understand what I'm saying. So say to yourself, even if you are a woman, say I am a king. Check the person that's in charge of the person. You are a king. From the, the secular point of view, from the earthly point of view, they will call you a queen. They say a man is a king and a woman is a queen. No. But with God, a woman is not a queen. A woman is a king. Because there is neither male nor female. There is no Jew. Say to yourself, I am a king. Now go back to Proverbs for me. Proverbs chapter number 31. And give me the NIV verse 2. Prophecy concerning Lamuel, verse 2. Oh, my son, son of my womb, oh, son of my vows, do not spend your strength on women, nor your vigor on those who ruin kings. So there are things that can ruin you as a king. No, the, the reason I'm saying that, don't tag women as evil, because if you're a woman and you are a king, that means that it doesn't make sense. So the Bible is not specifically, there are things, as we move on, we share with you. But it says that, verse 4, it is not for kings or Lamuel, not for kings to drink wine. So you have limits as a king. Not for rulers to crave for beer. ABC, club, penjin de penjin, star, for beer. Within this man, by the grace of God, we are going to share some few things. Let me give you some of the things that we are going to share with you this month. I'm going to lay the foundation today about the, the theme for the month. It is not for kings or lamb for kings to drink. So, kingship is governed by rules. So, along the way, we're going to look at rules of kingship. Now, as we move on, we're also going to look at the destruction of a king. Because don't give your strength to that. That destroys what? Kings. How your life can be destroyed as a king. And the third one, we're going to look at how to reign as a king. So we are going to look at all these things. But today I'm going to look at 
I'm laying the foundation of your kingship. Hallelujah. I want to get into your spirit and into... Everybody, please close your eyes for just some few seconds. And see after me, say, in the name of Jesus, I have been made a king. I'm not a slave. I am a king. In Jesus' name. Amen. So please let this enter your spirit and let this enter your heart very well. Amen. Now we have been redeemed as kings. Please don't forget that in Revelation 1 6, when you gave your life to Christ, when Jesus died for you, he redeemed you to be a king, according to the Revelation 1 6. And has made us kings and priests. So God made you. You didn't make yourself. It is God who has made you a king unto himself. So you are a king unto God by redemption. So the day you gave your life to Christ and accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal, you were transfigured, you were transformed from being a slave. Because Paul talks about those who have not given their life to Christ, they are slaves. So you were transformed and moved from being a slave to become a king. And that is God's will for you. Sometimes your background may be poor or you may come from a a poor home. You may have nothing. But by redemption, your status has changed and is still changing. I said, by redemption, your status has what? So please see yourself that you are not who you used to be. By redemption, by Jesus, by accepting Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, your status, that was slavery as nothing, has changed from where you used to be. Now your grade is higher. Your grade is higher. I said, your grade is what? See, I'm telling you, my grade is higher and higher and higher and higher. Glory to God. So God called you from nothing to something. He called you as nobody to make you somebody. He called you as a beggar to become a distributor. He called you as a sinner to be the righteousness of God. God called you as a failure into victor, into victory. Your level has changed. Tell the person, your level has changed and is changing. Amen. God called you from poverty unto riches. He called you from sickness unto health. That is your level and that is your place in God. Now, let's look at the way Peter puts it in First Peter chapter number 2, the verse 9 and 10. Please fast for me. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. Look at the way Peter puts it. He said, but you are a chosen generation. So God, among many people, God selected you. You are, you are God's, I mean, sometimes those of us who used to go to the Ben Dan Potique, I mean, by the grace of God, we have stopped by now. But um, there's nobody who has, who has war force more than me. Maybe you, are, you, be, you, you may be my brother or sister. But when you talk about force, Ben Dan Boutique. Oh... Even when God was still blessing me, I was still going to buy food. You say, wow. What's the wow about this one? <laughs> food. Burn down boutique. And when you go, you see the things many there. But what, what, what do you have to do? You do selection. If you don't have money, it says food is the best. Who told you? Who told you food is the best? You don't have money. That's why I say food is the best. Ah, now, address somebody else. No, look at this shirt. I'm worried. One of us, last week or last two weeks, Went to pay for it at a, a boutique uh, at uh, the mall. And said, I should go and pick it. When I took the shirt and I look at the ones I bought at Foos, come and tell me they say. And if I tell you the price of this shirt, you'll be surprised. Very expensive. So they are not the same. 
But the point, the point I'm trying to make is that whenever you go to a place to buy something, you don't just pick anything. It's only somebody from the village who will go and see plenty and pick everything. But the wise person, when he sees things, he makes selection. The Bible says you are a chosen, so among many, God selected you. So you are, you, you are, you have been picked from many. You, and when you are picking, you don't pick the bad, you pick the best. Please say after me, I am God's selection. I am God's selection. Hey, you don't believe it. Or oh, say after me, say, I am God's selection. I'm God's selection. Say, say after me, I am selected from many, from many. So don't look down upon yourself. No, 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 no. But you are a chosen, a royal what? So you are a royal. You are, you are coming from a lineage of royalty. Maybe your family is nothing. You, there is nothing physically that is connected to, I mean, royalty to you. But with God, you are a royal. You are coming from a royal family. His own special. His own what? His own special. So you are a special person to God. You may, mat- you may not matter to anybody. People may look down upon you. People may regard you, but you are special. You are a special, his own special people. That you may proclaim the praise of him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous. Look at the verse 10. Who once were not a people, but now you are people of God. Who had not obtained mercy, but now you have obtained mercy. Ah, the mercy of God is upon you. The favor of God is upon you. The help of God is upon you. So you are not who you used to be. You are not that old person again. You are a new person altogether. Hallelujah. So you are not a failure in life. Don't let your mind tell you that you have failed. You are not struggling. You are not useless. Hmm. Glory to God. You are not useless. You are not what? You are not useless. You are not a failure. Glory to God. You are ordained as a king. And your father is the king of kings. You come from the lineage of kings. Hmm. You are not a disappointment. I say you are not what? You are not a disappointment. You are a king and not as a natural king. As I said, I've explained that to you already. But God sees you as a king in his kingdom. That's how God sees you. God doesn't see you as a slave. Either you are, I mean, your background may not be good, whatever it is. God sees you as a king. And you are coming from a royal home. Tell the person, you are a royal. You are a royal. Please get this into your spirit and tell the person with conviction, you are a royal. You are a king. You are a king. King. Ordained by God. By redemption. So when God sits in heaven and looks at you, he sees a king. Or he sees kings. And please don't forget that. When God makes you a king, your kingship is superior to this earthly kings. You are superior. You are what? When Jesus met Pontius Pilate, and Pontius Pilate was asking him questions, he said to him, I have the power to let you go. Whoa, that's what Pontius told Jesus. You, you tell God, the one who owes all power, and you tell him, I have the power to let you go. And listen to the reply Jesus gave him. He said, whatever power you have 
It is given to you. He said, then Pilate said to him, are you not speaking to me? Do you not know that I have power to crucify and power to release you? What do you mean? Jesus answered, you could not have, you can't have any power at all against me unless it has been given to you. So any kingship authority, anybody exercise on this, any human personality exercise, that power is given to them from above. But your own is already coming from above. So your kingship is superior. Is what? To every kingship. And listen to me. Whatever that is from above is also above all. Please give me that scripture. John 3.31. Whatever. Let's read it together. I want to go. He who comes from above is what? Where is your kingship coming from? So are you above all? Say I am on top. I am on top. I am on top. I say I am a king and my kingship is from above Therefore, whatever is from above is also above all. That's it. Glory to God. Nobody can compare him or himself with you. Your class is different. Your level is different. Listen to me. You only have classmates in school. But in life, you don't have classmates. You find your class in life. And by the grace of God, when you give your life, God has changed your class so any somebody who knew you as a classmate two, 20 years ago, that person is not your classmate. No, 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 no. Because your level has changed by the grace of God. Your class is different. I say your class is what? Different. And I pray that by the grace of God, you find your class in life. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. I say glory to God. So your life is never the same as a king. So never allow any negative picture about yourself or about your person. Don't allow that. Never. Whether by the devil, the devil paints a very negative picture about your life to you, about yourself, your good self, about your good self. No. Never. Don't allow the devil to paint any bad picture that you are bad, you are this, you are weak. Never allow that. You are failure, you are disappointment, you have made a lot of mistakes, you can't succeed, you can't make it. Don't allow that picture by the devil. Apart from the devil, don't allow anybody to paint a bad picture about yourself to you. Don't allow anybody. Don't allow anybody. Because if you allow people, they will paint a bad picture about you. About yourself to you. They will tell you you are bad. They will tell you you are wicked. They will tell you you are useless. They will make you to feel so bad. But don't give anybody the opportunity. Know who you are in Christ. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I said Hallelujah. So don't allow people's opinions and people's perceptions about you define your life. Don't allow any man's perception about you, what they think about you, the way they see you to define your life. I pray that nobody's negative perception about you will define your life or draw you backward in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. I said glory to God. If you allow people, they will define your life for you. May God have mercy on us. So you are not what they think you are. I said you are not what they think you are. You are good. I said you are good. You are lovely. You are decent. You are orderly. You are respectful. You are disciplined. You can control yourself. You are not as they think you are. You are a king and you live like a king. Glory to God. 
I said, glory to God. Even though you have made mistakes, but you are becoming a better person. I said, you have made mistakes, but you are still becoming what? You are not a perfect human being. People may look at your past and define you in a particular way. That you are this, you are that. But in Christ Jesus, by redemption, your position and who you used to be has changed entirely. They may continue to see you from your past. But you are moving forward. I said you are moving forward. I said you are moving forward. Do you know sometimes when you have issues with people, they can use your, they can refer you to your past. Especially people who know you about your past, you've told them about your past. What do you mean? I've made mistakes in the past. I've done wrong things. But I am moving on. My life is moving on. Say to yourself, my life is moving on. My life is moving on. Say to yourself, I will never allow my past to define my tomorrow. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. I pray that from there you understand who you are by redemption in Christ. May God help us. I said, may God help us. Now, a few things I want you to know, and you must consider. The first thing I want you to do, change the negative mindset about yourself. Your thinking defines your life. Change the negative mindset about yourself. Because your thinking defines your life. You can never rise above your thoughts or what you think about yourself. Proverbs 23, 7. As a man thinketh in his heart, so Easy. The way you think about yourself will define who you become. I don't see myself as a failure. I don't see myself as a disappointment. Therefore, I will make progress. Therefore, I will do well. As a man thinketh, for as he thinketh in his heart, so you see. So you can never live a different life from the way your life is a reflection of your thinking. Now I'm telling you, the way you think is the way you are. If you want to change your life, for you to know that your life and your level can change, it begins with the change of your mind, your thinking. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Give me that scripture, please, Pastor. Romans 12, 1 and 2, please, sir. Romans 12. I beseech you, therefore, by the brethren, by the mess of God, that present your body as a living sacrifice, acceptable unto God, verse 2. And do not be conformed to this word, but be what? By the renewing. So without renewal of mind, there is no transformation. So you have to change your negative mind about yourself. Some, even some of you, even you see yourself as a bad person. You yourself, you see yourself, me, I am very bad. That's a picture the enemy has painted to you. You must change your perception about yourself. Your thinking about yourself. Sometimes your past and your background can paint a negative picture. Your past, your past can paint a negative picture. Some of you, you have not been able to forgive your past. Because when you look at some of the things you have done in your past and all that, when you remember, it still hurts you and you have not forgiven yourself. You have not let it go. Some of you think that you can never change. Because of some, some of the things you have done some years ago. And if you think that you can never change, please listen to me, you can never change. But if you think that no matter what my past may be, even to have made mistakes, but I can live a better life. My life can become better and I can do well. God will help you. By the changing of your mind, God will change your levels and your level will begin to change step by step. Sometimes when you look at your past, I mean mistakes, your past, your background, where you are coming from, sometimes it limits you and makes you to think in a particular way that you can't do anything in this life. Change the negative mindset about yourself. 
Where you are coming from cannot define where you are going. I can see that many of us say we are coming from poor and difficult backgrounds. But if you don't change your mind, that even though where I'm coming from is difficult, things have not been working the way I expect them to work. If you don't change that mind and begin to think positive that God has brought you into his light to make your life better, it will be very difficult for your life to be transformed, for your life to change. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nathaniel asked. Then he said, come and see. Can anything, listen to me, don't look at your past for your past to define your future. Something good is coming out of your life. You are not as bad you think you are. Glory to God. Something good is coming. Change your mindset. Don't think like the way they are thinking. Don't see things the way that your family sees things. See things differently. See yourself different. The fact that you are born in a poor home doesn't mean your life will remain poor. The fact that you are coming out of nothing doesn't mean that your life will come, um, nothing will come out of your life. The fact that you are coming from a family that nobody marries doesn't mean that you never marry. That nobody gives a unique, I mean, you never give. No! Refuse and change your mind and perception about it. From today, may God help you to do away with every negative mindset, every negative mentality about yourself and your background in the name of Jesus. I see that grace coming upon us in the name of Jesus. I said, I see that grace coming upon us in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. So you are not small as you think. Have a kinship mentality. Have what? Wherever you go, see yourself as a king. Have a kinship mentality. You are an eagle and not a vulture. You are what? We fly like eagle. Have you seen an eagle before? You are an eagle. Have you seen an eagle at the refuse dam before? Oh, there is no bird that is strong as the eagle. The Bible says you are an eagle but not a vulture. You are a lion coming from the line of the tribe of Judah but not an antelope. You are a lion. You are the head but not the tail. The top but not beneath. Your level has changed. See your level differently. Change your mind about yourself. Change your mind about yourself. So if you walk as if you are carrying all the problems of the world. Physically you are not sick but you are not well. When you look at them from their face you can say oh this is it. It's not too well. Tell the person to change your mind. About yourself. Tell the person with conviction say change your mind about yourself. Hallelujah. There's a very interesting young guy called Mephibosheth. God called this young guy to bless his life. A lame guy. Because of jo- I mean, Jonathan, David had mercy. Bible said one day when David became the king, he sat on his throne. He said, is there anybody in the house of David? I mean, is there anybody in the house of Saul that because of Jonathan I should help? Then he said, oh, there's one guy called Mephibosheth. He said, where is he? He's, oh, he's in a, a village called Lodeba. He said, go and bring him. Normally, when this guy, this guy was younger, that time there was war, and the nurse that was, because he was coming from a royal home, because uh, Jonathan was supposed to succeed his father uh, Saul. But because of mistakes that he did and all that, I mean, he, he got... That's why we, are, we, are, we will talk about the mistakes of kings. We will talk about all that. Then he lost the kingship. Then David became the king. And one day, because he made a covenant with Jonathan, because he was very close to Jonathan, and remembered, and they brought this guy, a cripple. They brought him. 
Cripples are not, according to Jewish law, cripples are not supposed, because they are deformed, they are not supposed, number one, they can't become kings. Number two, they are not supposed to come to the palace. And David said, even though you are careful about me being the king, I've overruled all those laws. Now you are going to eat at my table. So listen to this. Listen to this. Don't clap here. Listen to this. So Mephibosheth, in one or the other, was also the, a king. Because he was eating at the king's table. So his status as a cripple, as the rejected, now has changed. Now he has become a king in the king's palace. And he was eating at the king's table. But, 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 but. Mephibosheth couldn't change his mind. When you look at the story critically, when you look at the story, when David called him and he came to the palace, all that belonged to Saul, the grandfather, and Jonathan. David gave all the properties back to Mephibosheth. Whatever belonged to the king, he gave it to him. And made uh, Ziba, the servant, or the grandfather's servant, to serve Mephibosheth. But when you look at the story, because he couldn't change his mind, he lost it. Go with me to Samuel. Second Samuel chapter number 9, from verse 6 to 8. When he met David for the first time, listen to what he said. Second Samuel 9, 6 to 8. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, had come to David, he fell on his face, prostrated himself. And David said, Mephi, and he answered, well, <laughs> Here is your servant. He said, here is your servant. So David said to him, Do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness. This is the first time that when God called him, God, you became a Christian. God came to God. I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan, your father's sake, and will restore to you all the land of Saul, your... So he gave him everything. And you shall eat bread at where? Two days. Three days. How long? Continually. Verse 8. Then, listen to the reply. Somebody's telling you good news like this. Good news. Listen to the reply. Then he bowed down himself and said, What is your servant that you should look on to such a dead dog as I am? A dead dog. You are come to God. He has made you a king. But your mind. It didn't end there. There was an issue with David and Absalom. When David came back. And Mephi, Mephi went to meet him. Listen to what happened. Chapter 19. Verse 24 to 29. 2 Samuel 19. 24 29. Now Mephi the son of Saul. Came down to meet the king. This was when king went to battle and he was coming back. And he had not cared for his feet. Give me the NIV. Mephi was that. Saul's grandson also went down to meet the king. He had not taken care of his feet or trimmed his mustache. Any man here, let me see your mustache. If you have a long beard, you have disqualified yourself. Tell the person, trim it, trim it, trim it. You are not a Muslim. Tell the person, you are not a Muslim. Tell the person, it's not a fashion. It's not a fashion. Tell the person, trim it. Trim. He went down to meet the king. He had not taken care of his feet. I'm telling you. No, you, no he, he was not bathing. It's in, the, it's in the story. He had not taken care of his feet or trimmed his mustache or washed his clothes. From the day the king left until the day he returned safely. A king who is smelling. Some of you, you are remembering. Some of you, when we enter your rooms, 
When people get close to you. When he came from Jerusalem to meet the king, the king asked him, Why didn't you go with me, Mephi? He said, My lord the king, since I am your servant, I'm lame. I, have, I, 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 I will have my donkey saddled and will ride on it so I can go with the king. But Ziba, my servant, betrayed me. Hmm. And he has slandered your servant to my lord the king. My lord the king is like an angel of the lord. So do whatever pleases you. Look at, listen to what it says. All my grandfathers, he said, deserve nothing but death. Look at this. From the Lord again. But you gave your servant a place among those who eat at your table. So what right do I have to make any more appeals to the king? Ro, the king said to him, why say more? I order you and Ziba to divide the field. When you read the other verses, he said that, why do you continue? He, he repeated the same thing. Go back to the, he repeated the same thing. A dead dog like me. And even David told him, why are you still repeating the same thing? The way you talk is a reflection of what is in your mind. You don't think well. That's why you talk like that. Listen to me. You are not who you used to be. You are not that beggar. You are not that poor. That you are a king. Have it in your mind. Have it here. Have it here. You are superior. You are somebody. Don't say, I'm nothing. Who told you you are nothing? In God, you are somebody. You are somebody. Have this mentality. Because if you don't have this mentality, your level can never change. You can never have supernatural speed. I'm telling you. Change your perception about yourself. You know, there's a story about a lion among sheep. I told you a story before. A lion, would, a, a lion found itself among sheep. Whenever they are going out, he, he, they were all going together. The sheep will go, they'll be joining them. They run, they was, he, he, the, the lion will also run. Sometimes when they go to drink water, and they'll see the lion, the, this lion baby, they'll see a big lion comes, and the sheep are running, he also join them, they all run. <laughs> so one day, they went to drink water. What were drinking? A big lion came. And all the other sheep started running. And when he put his face into the water, he saw the reflection of his face in the water. And remembered that, ah, my face looks like the one that has been coming that all of us are running away from. So he lifted up his head and saw that he looked like the other lion at the other side. He said, then why am I running? He crossed majestically the water and went to be with this lion. And all went together. Some of you are lion, but you see yourself as a sheep. From today, see yourself different. <laughs> I see you changing your company. I see you changing your group. Say to yourself, I'm a lion. I'm a lion. I'm a lion. I'm getting away from those things. I'm getting away from those people. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. From today, may God give you understanding about yourself. In the name of Jesus. Number two, the second thing that you must know and uh, you must consider. Believe and accept what God says about you. Don't forget you are king. Change your mindset about yourself, your negative mindset about yourself. And number two, believe and accept what God says about you. It is one thing for God to tell you something. It's also another for you to believe what he has said. It is one thing for God to tell you you are king. It's another thing for you to be able to believe what God has said. It is your belief that makes it to happen. Because blessed is she that believeth. For there shall be what? Luke one forty-five. 
it is the one that believes that will see the performance. What you don't believe, God cannot perform. Blessed is she who does what? For there will be a fulfillment of those things. There will be fulfillment. When God appeared to Abraham and said, I'm going to give you a child. It took long. So many times. But Abraham did something. In Romans chapter number 4. Tell the person to believe and accept that you are a king and nothing can change that. Romans 4, 18 to 21 said, who contrary to hope in hope believed so that he became the father of many nations. According to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. Hope against hope. Abraham believed. Can you imagine a woman went to the hospital and said, you don't have womb to give birth. And she said, I serve a God who created me. After two years, the woman, they said, who doesn't have womb? That woman conceived. I don't know where the child was. Went to the same hospital. Delivered at the same hospital. Don't joke with this God. Hope against hope. Not being weak in faith. Did not consider his own body already dead. Since he was about a hundred years old. And the deadness of Sarah's womb. The woman, please. Sarah was 90 years and the womb. How many of you have seen? Me, me, I saw my grandmother when she was older. When you see my grandmother's breast. Oh. How many of you iron your dresses before coming this? (laughs) My grandmother's breast was like an... Something we have iron. Very flat. So when she's putting on brazier, she puts cloth, pieces of cloth. And she will shape it like this. When you see my grandmother's tummy, I see a bunga Dead. No feelings. Sarah's womb was dead. Abraham knew the wife's womb was dead. So from the human point of view, it is not possible. But when it comes to the impossibility, it takes those who believe to make it possible. Blessed is she that believeth. For there shall be believe that you are not a slave. You are not a beggar. You are not a failure. You are not a disappointment. But you are a king who is reigning and will continue to reign. Glory to God. So believe and accept that. That's what makes a difference. Hallelujah. God can only perform what you believe. In Hebrews chapter number 4, verse 1 to 3. Hebrews 4, 1 to 3. Listen to what it says. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us, us as well as to them. But the word which that they heard did not profit them. The word they heard did not profit. So every word God speaks to you must profit you. You must benefit from the word. Because he never sent his word for nothing. When God brings his word, he brings his word for a reason and for a purpose. For the word that was preached to them did not profit them, not being mixed with what? So even though God was telling them something good to profit, but they did not believe what God was telling them. Many of you still don't believe that God has made you a king. What you don't believe, God cannot perform. Believe that your level is changing. Believe that your life, your life will become better and better and better. Believe that you will not remain the way you are forever. Believe it. And accept it for yourself. Accept it. Accept it. Whoever thought some of us, our lives will change. 
the people who have ruled you out and you have said your life will never change, they will be disappointed. I said they will be disappointed. They will be disappointed. The word that was preached to them did not profit. Because it was not mixed with what? With faith. Any word of God that you receive, that you mix with faith, will bring you profit. Listen to me. I see the word of God profiting you this morning. You are profiting from the word of God this morning. In the name of Jesus. Every preaching that you hear is designed by God for you to profit. Say to yourself, I'm a king, I'm a king, I'm a king. And I'm not a slave, I'm not a slave. Say with conviction, by redemption, by redemption. I am a king. Glory to God. So please believe and accept that. That's your position in Christ. Glory to God. If God says you are not barren, say to yourself, I'm not barren. Even sometimes your circumstances may contradict what you see around you. But if God says that you are not poor, believe that you are not poor. If God says that, he said, none of you shall be barren. Even your animals shall give birth. Is that not so? Yeah. Accept what God is telling and believe with all your heart. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Let all men be liars and let God be true. Whatever God has said, he will perform it in the name of Jesus. Give your full acceptance that it is you that God is talking about. Take personal responsibility and don't look at anybody around you. God says, I'm a king. I don't care about you, whether you believe it or not. That's what I believe. Yeah. Some of you, when as you say, I am a king, you are looking at the person says, what are the person will say before you say? Hey! I'm a king. Forget about what it is. I don't care about what you think about me. I don't care. What you think about doesn't matter. It doesn't make any difference in my life. You don't add anything to me. You don't plus anything in my life. Take personal responsibility for that. It's an individual work with God. Is that what? Yeah. It's an individual work. We are all. It's an individual thing. Individual. We have met as a family. But when we live here, we live as individuals with God. Understand that. So when you come to God, you take pers- don't look at what somebody is doing. No, 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 no. We meet as a family, we meet as a church, but we live as individuals. That's the reason why our levels doesn't change at the same time. Because the way you are taking God is different from the way I'm taking God. The things I do are different from the things you do. You, you, you'll be surprised as we are here worshiping God, coming to church, and some members are in the house sleeping. Our levels can never be the same. I said our levels can never ever be the same. Take personal response. The person sitting next to you may not be serious. Your close friend may not even be serious. But take this thing serious. Your level will change and the person will remain the same. I'm telling you. It's a personal responsibility. Everybody say personal responsibility. So take God's promises personal. Take it what? You may choose to argue whatever, but I will take it personal. I don't, I don't compare myself with anybody. Never. We are meet as a family. But when we live there, we live our individual lives with God. And our levels will change or your class will change by the things you are doing. As I said, and that's a fact. You only have classmates at school. But in life, there are no classmates. Everybody checks his class by what he does. You take your level. He's my classmate. Oh, sometimes, sometimes you can see your classmate who has really succeeded. And he says, hey, that's my classmate too. But now you are not the same level, oh. The person has gone ahead. Has gone ahead. 
Because the things he was doing, you are not doing the same thing. I remember in those times in Kumasi, when we were just around, when we wake up in the morning, all that we were looking for, I'll pray and I, I believe that the next day will come, I'll go and sit and play drafts. I can sit in front of draft and cast. Playing cast. Me, the way I can play cast. Yeah, to cha-cha, cha-cha. cha-cha. Gambling through cards. I'm waiting for the next day for me to go and play cards. You see people serious going about their life, finding jobs to do and do all that. Trying to move their lives forward. You may meet your classmate 20 years ago. But now, some of you have a God brings opportunities and turns on your way. You get money. All that you are doing is eating. You are doing this. You are buying this. You are buying that. You don't even owe a quarter plot. You have not attempted to build anything for yourself. You meet your classmates. Give yourself the next 10 years. You see that levels have changed. I pray that you will find your level and make sure your level is changing to the glory of God. Listen to me. I prophesy over you two years by now. Your level is moving higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. Say in the name of Jesus. I am taking responsibility. Therefore my level is changing. Glory to God. Somebody can be in the church for just two years and meet someone who has been in the church over ten years and the person will succeed more than the one who has been here for ten years. It is not the one who came first or the one who came last. It is what you are doing with God that determines how your level changes. Amen. Your level is changing. I say your level is what? Changing. Glory to God. I say glory to God. The third thing. Act on it. You are king. Number one, change your negative mindset about yourself. Number two, believe and accept what God says about you. And number three, act as a king. Act on God's promise. James 2, 17 to 18. James 2, 17 to 18. This also faith by itself, if thus does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without works and I will show you my faith by what word? By my works. If you believe and accept what God says about you, you act on it. You act your kinship. Yeah. When, when you wake up in the morning and you are dressing and you are going out, you look at yourself. If you're a lady, will a king dress like this? Some of you dress like a prostitute. You always want to show yourself. Do you know that whenever you come from the royal home, your background is from royalty. They train you. They teach you how to talk, how to behave, how to carry yourself, how to dress, even how to eat. Some of you eat like... You don't know how to eat. Some of you eat with your ten fingers. There's no royalty. Act like a king. Act like what? Like a king. Dress like a king. Talk like a king. Behave like a king. Carry yourself like a king. Deal with people like a king. Look at a king like you. You're good people in your borrowing. Please, can you borrow me your earring? Shame on you. Can you borrow me one city? Say yourself, say in the name of Jesus. From today, I am acting my place in God. I'm a king. Glory to God. Yeah. When people see, they must see you as a king. Ruffian people should not just approach you rough. rough. Don't just associate. No, no, no. Get the right people. Carry yourself. Act like a king. Talk like a king. Walk like a king. Behave like a king. Not a slave. 
Let who you are reflect in your actions. Reflect in your behavior. Reflect in your conversations. Reflect. If you now walk on talk, you are fighting with people, you are shut. Hey, my Ibo, my Ibo, my Ibo, my Ibo. You don't know me. You see, along the way, along the teaching tour, one of the things I'm going to teach you is that as a king, you have to make people to fear you. It's part of it. And I'm going to show how you can make people to fear you. People may smile with you, but they fear you. You don't know. And I'm going to show how to go about it. Make people to fear you. They can't just come before your presence. You have make yourself like that. You are behaving like a slave. So you are moving along with slaves. May God help us. Now in conclusion, your authority as a king in Christ. Number one, your words carry power. Say I'm a king, therefore my words carry power. Go with me to Ecclesiastes 8.4. Come read together, one to go. Where the word of a king is, there is what? You are a king by redemption and God is telling you because you are a king, your words carry power. Where the word of a king is, there is power. Please understand that as a king, your words carry the power of God. When a normal king gives a verdict, I mean, see people writing about everybody just moving. We are the same. In Job 22, the verse 20 said, you shall decree a thing and, it, and you also declare a thing and it will be what? Established. So please, as a king like you, don't take the words of your mouth for granted. Kings don't speak by heart. Kings don't talk by heart. Because their words carry power. So be careful about the things you say about yourself, about your home, about your church. About people around you, be careful of the words you say. Bible says there is death and life on the power of the word of the tongue. Fill your mouth with life and not death. Amen. Amen. Fill your mouth with life. Say good things as a king about yourself. Stop that negativity. You are you are destroying your own life by your words as a king. You are destroying yourself by your own words. No wonder you are always struggling. You don't talk well. Your words have power, but you don't speak well. Somebody meets you and asks you, how are things? We are managing. Continue to manage. Hey, Dion. You see, you never make a conversation without making that statement. It's difficult, oh? Or you don't understand that word. When you say somebody say, hey, Dion, you don't understand? You're saying it's difficult. And you are ensnared by the words of your mouth. Proverbs 6.2. And entangled by whatever you say. Proverbs 6 verse 2. The words of the, where the word of the king is, there is power. From today, if you get understanding of who you are, you will know how to talk. And you must understand that your words has power. You see anything around you, it's not working in your favor, speak against it. I speak against lack. I speak against poverty. I speak against frustration. Whatever that is going in my life, which is not in my favor, I speak against it in the name of Jesus. I command every activity of the devil in my life to stop now. And believe that your words has power to perform whatever you are saying. Because wherever the word of a king is, there is what? Say to yourself, I have power on my tongue. I have power on my tongue. Say, I have power in my mouth. Say to me, from today, I'll be careful the way I talk. I'll be careful the way I speak. Glory to God. David was a king. He did something in Psalm 18, verse 44 to 45. As soon as they hear me, they will obey me. They will do what? Who was David? Hey, please listen to me. Listen. When you speak against any negativity in your life, 
you may not see the thing disappearing from that moment. But the fact that you are spoken as a king, something has begun to happen. When Jesus saw the fig tree, that was not producing. He spoke as a king. You, you are useless from today. That moment, that tree was there. But the next day they came, the thing had died. Listen, when you speak against any negativity in your life, because you are spoken, there is something that is already happening in the spirit. The situation is dying. It's just a matter of time and it will manifest. Don't use your own mouth to call it back. I curse poverty in my life. I curse this frustration in my... The moment to say that, spiritually, something has begun to happen. It is just a matter of time. Don't change your confessions. As soon as they hear me, they will obey me. The foreigners will submit to me. Verse 45. Look at 45. What it says. The foreigners fade away. They will do what? Anything foreign in your life, I see them fading in your life. And come frightened from their hideouts. Glory to God. Sickness is foreign to you. Poverty is foreign to you. Frustration is foreign to you. As you speak over them, they are giving way for you. I said they are giving way for you in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Kings don't speak anyhow. In Psalm 17, 3 to 4. My, my, this scripture, this is a very powerful scripture. Psalm 17, verse 3 to 4. Listen to what we said. You have tested my heart. You have visited me in the right, in the night. You have tried me and have found nothing. I have purpose that my mouth shall not transgress. Oh, concerning the works of men, by the word of your lips, I have kept away from the paths of the destroyer. So you can use your mouth to destroy your life. Go to verse 3. I love the way the verse 3 puts it. He said, I have purpose that I have made up my mind that I will not say anything which is not wrong, which is not right. Let me see the way NIV puts it. I have resolved that my mouth will not sin. I won't say something that... You know, Job, Job made a, res, a resolution like what David did. I said, I've made covenant with my eyes. Is that not so? But this one, I said, I've made covenant with my mouth. Change what you say and change your destiny. From today, I see you speaking well. Yeah. Talk like a king. Amen. I met somebody who was fighting with somebody in Totoro, a king, about change. I think 10 pesos change. I call it 10 room for mommy. A king. Fight over 10 pesos. Somebody was living in a compound house, and I think it was her turn to go and bath. And somebody has been there for long, and the person stood out. I said, Please, when Pierre, maybe if you don't come out, I'll enter coming back with you there. Hey, a king, that situation should provoke you and tell the Lord, I can't continue to live in compound house, I need my own. A king talks with authority and believes God to perform it. He carried the words of his servants. Don't be champion in that, in that rented house. I said, look at the person, tell the person that don't be champion in that rented house. Don't be champion. When I did the light bill, you know. What happened? He said, oh, now we'll be renting. So, I said, we'll rent us. So, also rent you. You are renting, but you tell somebody who is renting that your rent is up. Mercy. I said, mercy. Let me end here, but I wanted to share another one. Boo. The authority of a king, number one, your words carry what? Number two, God gives you supernatural deliverances. Supernatural what? Kings are known for wars and battles. Don't forget that. First Chronicles 20 verse 1. It happened in the spring of the year. At the time kings go out where? To battle. So kings are known for battles and for wars. And please listen to me. As a king, as you are sitting here, 
the enemy will attack you and you must fight back. You will have to fight the battles of life. You have to do what? You are fighting the enemy. You are fighting the battles of life. You fight people's negative perception about you. Now I'm telling you, fight negative perceptions. I remember some, some pastors used to work with us. And one day I think I've told you before, he t- they, one of them told me, he said, we shall see. We are going to teach you how to make, how to build a church. He said, as you walk around, people have perception about you. They see in a particular way. Now I'm telling you, they may not tell you. But people have negative perception. They see you as a bad, they see you as a wicked. They want you to fail. They want you to be disappointed. You must fight all those. I'm telling you. Fight them. Fight. Fight it. Fight people's perception. Negative perception about you. Fight those who pretend as if they are lovers, but they are evil doers. Fight them. Fight it. They pretend as pretenders. You, you must fight pretenders. I'm telling you. Fight pretenders. They pretend as if they like you, they love you, but they lie. Hmm. Otherwise, somebody's one betrayer can kill you. You can go and kill yourself. Because sometimes when you hear certain things about you, if you don't fight people's perception, you hear things people say about you, you go and kill yourself. Oh, I don't think so. Listen to me. If you are king, they will talk about you. People say things about you. But don't allow what they say about you to move your life backward. Because what somebody says about you doesn't matter anything to your life. I always tell people, when you hear something about you, two things you have to do. Number one, sit down. Ask yourself, if what they are saying is true, if it's not true, ignore it. If it's true, see the changes you can make. Make that change and move on with your life. Forget it. Let them continue to talk and move on with your life. I'm telling you, move on, move on, move on. So you must fight people's perceptions, pretenders, those who pretend. Fight all of them. Fight the bad things people say about you. Fight all of them. Fight all. Kings are known for fights. I see the grace to fight coming upon you in Jesus' name. Hey, are you here? You have gone home. You are fighting everywhere. You are fighting. Hmm. I'm not saying go and take blows. I mean, I hope you understand what I'm saying. You are strong in your spirit as a person. You don't give attention and focus to negativity about you. You focus on doing what is right and moving on with God and God will be changing your levels. That's how it works. You, you, mostly you fight them from within and you fight them through prayer. Yeah, I'm telling you. Fight them from within. Strengthen yourself. And fight them with prayer. There are certain people, you must put embargo on them. Father, I close their mouths. You, 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 Adam said, you do it from within, inner strength, and you do it from the prayer point of view. But of all these things, I want to assure you that you are more than a conqueror. Yeah. Romans 8.37 Paul said, we are more than conquerors through him that strengthens. Romans 8.37 and some 18, the verse 50. Yet in all these things, we are more than what? Through him. You are victorious. So God gives you what? Deliverances. The reason I'm saying God gives you deliverances I, I took this from the scripture in Psalm 18, verse 50. My last scripture in closing. Psalm 18, verse 50. Can we read this again? I want to go. Great deliverance has given to his what? Yeah. 
So, if you are the God's king, one the your authority and the benefit is great what? Deliverance. Because please listen to me. Those who doesn't wish you well are many. Hey. You'll be surprised though. Sometimes those who doesn't wish you well are those who are even very close to you. But it doesn't matter what you are working against me. It doesn't matter what you are doing. Because I am God's king. My deliverance is sure. Great deliverance. Not just a great. Everybody say great deliverance. He gives to God will deliver you from that situation. God will deliver you from that case. That issue, I see God delivering you out of it. That trouble, receive God's deliverances. Because you are God's king. Receive that deliverances. Glory to God. He delivers his king, the king. Not the slave. If you are God's king, then your deliverance is sure. Glory to God. You will never fail. You will never be disappointed. Every trap they have set for you, I see God giving you great deliverance. Every disgrace, shame, reproach they have set for you, I see God giving you supernatural deliverance. Because you are God's king. Deliverance is sure. Listen to me. You will never die before your time. Listen to me. If you will die, it means either you have chosen to die yourself. No, no, I'm telling you. You have decided to die or God decides to call you. But please listen to me. No matter what the trap, no matter what they do, your deliverer is sure. And you shall be delivered. Can you rise to your feet? Can you rise to your feet? Glory to God. Glory to God. Say after me, say, I am a king. I am a king. Say with conviction, I am a king. So by redemption, God has changed your position. God has changed your what? Say after me, God has changed my position. And God has changed my place. In the name of Jesus. Say, I am a king. I am a king. Say with conviction, I am a king. I'm not a failure. I'm not a disappointment. I am not failing. My life is becoming better and better and better. Say for me, I am changing levels. Glory to God. In the name. Please after me, say in the name of Jesus. I believe my God will not hand me over to my enemies. I declare I am victorious. I declare I'm a king by redemption. I'm not a slave. I'm not a servant. I'm not a beggar. I'm not useless. I am not frustrated. But I am a king with authority in Christ. Therefore, from today, I exercise my authority in my circumstance. In the name of Jesus. And I declare that victory is mine. My level is changing for better. I am not the same. I am good. I am better. I am disciplined. I am prosperous. I am healthy. I have life. I have good health. I am not barren. I am fruitful. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Jesus for answer prayer. In the name of Jesus. Can you give a big, 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 big clap of front to the Lord? Shout, I am a king! Hallelujah.